strongly, and it comes to this dream, and it's called, I Will Not Be Moved. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. So here's the dream. Um, so in my dream, I'm right here, preaching. And Jim Hockaday was right there, like he was our guest speaker. I don't really know why, except for that I think maybe he signifies the Lord, getting excited. You'll see why. So I'm preaching, and he's on the front row, and I was getting some kind of revelation, as I am, and um, about Jesus being our firm foundation, that he's the rock in which we stand, so that when things that are contrary try to come our way, we will not be moved. We will not be shaken. I heard myself in this dream, and I saw myself receiving this revelation with such an excitement and such a power. And I was watching myself, and I was saying, even though the winds come and the storms come or the winds blow, I will not be moved. I will not be shaken. And I was getting this revelation, and I'm so excited. And you guys are all just kind of in awe right now, so you're like real quiet. But, but it was an excited atmosphere. Okay. And the revelation was coming and is here. And he was so excited on the front row. He was laughing. And if you know him at all, we talk about it with each other and with other guest ministers who know him. He's kind of a serious person. So you don't see many laughs, many smiles, many dances. Not because he doesn't do that, but it's just that his demeanor is very um, serious. So it was really unique to me that he was getting it, and he was doing the stomping, and he was laughing, but I, I really believe that he was excited that I was getting it. Amen. And I woke up. I woke up right as I saw that, and I heard this scripture, Matthew 7, 24 through 27. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows them is like a wise person who builds his house on the solid rock. The rains may come in torrents, and the floodwaters rise, and the winds may beat against that house. It will not collapse because it's built upon bedrock. Anyone who hears my teachings and doesn't obey it is a foolish man, like a person who builds his house on sand. When the rains and floods come, and they will, in this world there will be trouble, Jesus warned us. When the rains and winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. God doesn't want that. Sometimes, you know, you see crashes in people's lives and you wonder. You wonder. <laughs> Sometimes we're, we're too focused and God wants us to get God focused. Like, look at things from his point of view, like he's saying this morning. And not look at that thing head on and let it move you or let it distract you or detour you. But keep your focus from this place seated together with Christ, soaring above it. Keep your eyes focused on the word and what his word says, and you won't be moved. I said this scripture about Clayton, but the Lord's saying this. He said to, to Peter, which got a revelation, who Jesus was. And the Lord said, now you're Peter, and that means rock. 
And he says, on this rock, meaning Jesus, I will build my church and the powers of hell will not conquer it. We need to realize that when storms and, and floods and attacks come, if our house is founded upon Jesus, it's not going to be moved. Nobody likes a storm. You know, we kind of stay in. We kind of watch it. Maybe you take authority over it. I don't know. But, but nobody really wants to go out and do what they need to do in a storm. Right? Um, but God say, no matter if there is a storm, your house isn't going to be touched. It's not going to be moved from its place. As long as you keep it founded upon me, the rock. And as soon as I woke up, the lyrics of this song, and, and it's a newer song that I probably only heard like two times. And um, I heard it in my spirit from the moment I woke up. And, and I just want to read you the lyrics, or at least some of them. And I thought, wow. And I, as, even as I was studying and I put the lyrics in my message, um, I was just like, wow. For God to just plant a song in your heart. And, and I've been told, too, like, when you have a song in your heart, that's the, 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 the word of the Lord that, that God wants you to listen to it. it it's, a, it's, a, it's an answer. There's a message in there. Even if it's like a, sometimes Kristen will get like a secular song, but there's a message that God's saying to you um, through. He can speak through a donkey. He can speak through a song, Christian or secular. If he speaks it, hear what he's saying, okay? So anyways, um, so I woke up to this song, Firm Foundation, um, with Cody Karn singing it. I saw Cody Karn singing it. Maybe it's the version the Lord wanted me to look at, but it's by Maverick City. Um, it says, Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand. When everything, and mind you, this is the night before my brother passed. I don't know anything about that. I, I know we've already been through some stuff. And so God's always on time, isn't he? Christ is my firm foundation, the rock in which I stand. When everything around me is shaken, I've never been more glad that I have put my faith in Jesus because he has never let me down. He is faithful through generations, so why would he fail now? He won't. No, he won't. No, he won't. I've got peace that makes no sense. I won't be going under. I'm not held by my own strength because I've built my life on Jesus. He's never let me down. He's faithful through every season. So why would he fail now? He won't, he won't, he won't, he won't. He won't fail. Christ is my firm foundation, the rock in which I stand. When everything around me is shaken, I've never been more glad. I put my faith in Jesus because he's never let me down. He's faithful through generations. So why would he fail now? He won't. Can I sing my testimony? Rain come, wind blew, but my house was built on you. I'm safe with you. I'm going to make it through. Rain come, wind blew, but my house was built on you. I'm safe with you. I'm going to make it through. Hallelujah. I'm gonna, you're going to make it through. Because your house is built upon the rock the foundation of Jesus. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, and he won't start now. Never seen the righteous forsaken, and he won't start now. Rain come, wind blew, my house was built on you. I'm going to make it through. Hallelujah. 
and, and there's more. It's just a powerful song that God brought to, to my heart. I woke up, and I was just like, wow, that was powerful, Lord. Okay, Lord, you're, you're my firm foundation. That's what's brought us through all this stuff. But little did I know he was reaffirming something so that we could cling to. Spending time with the Lord, God gave me this massive download about supernatural doors, about what he has in store, that there's so much more. All Everything I received at the conference, he had given me that morning before I got the phone call. And um, it, God's amazing. I don't know if you remember the, the night before, or yeah, like the night before my mom passed, God downloaded my message for Sunday. Isn't he awesome? that he gives it to you before you go through any emotional stuff. So you get the download, and you already have this. Um, and so here we are again. <laughs> um, no more. No more. Um, so God was preparing me for that next day um, to get that phone call of, of our brother unexpectedly um, passing and be, going to be with Jesus. So I'm just addressing this today. God addressed it, so I'm addressing it. Um, it doesn't matter what we go through. If Jesus is your solid rock, if he's your firm foundation, you won't be moved. You won't be shaken. You might wonder, how can you go through so much? Or maybe you, how can I go through so much and still do what we do? It's because of Jesus. He is truly our firm foundation, which our lives are built on. This house, this church, our house is built on. Nothing else matters. My dad's last word, serve Jesus. Nothing else matters but to serve the Lord. This life is temporary. So live it all for Jesus. Give it all to Jesus. Now, Having your lives built on Jesus, does that mean that there's not going to be troubles? <laughs> no. Does it mean there's not going to be storms? No. Did you see Jesus' life? Did you see the disciples' life? They had both. Storms, troubles, persecutions. Paul, shipwreck, mob, left for dead. But he said, none of these things move me. Why? His life was built on a firm foundation. Jesus, our rock, our cornerstone. Amen? We serve the one true and living God. And when things get tough, what does he do? He strengthens us. He fills us with his grace. Hallelujah. Paul said this. He said in Hebrews 10.23, Let us hold tightly without wavering. Well, he had some things to waver about, you know. He had some troubles. He had some calamities. He was thrown in jail several times, left for dead, mobbed, you name it. But he's the one testifying and saying, none of these things move me. He's the one saying, let us hold tightly to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. In 1 Timothy 6.12, he says, fight the good fight of faith. Again, he says, without wavering. Don't stop believing God just because you go through some stuff. 
Don't start questioning God because you go through some stuff. Because it's the enemy. Know the word. It's the enemy who comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Every good thing, every perfect thing is from the one we serve. Identify. It's the enemy if it's killing, stealing, or destroying from your life. Why? Because it's a battle, and that's why he said fight the good fight of faith and don't waver. How can you not waver? You're on a firm foundation, and his name is Jesus. Amen? And if it's happening to me, it's probably happening to you. The winds, the storms, the trials. If it happened to Paul, it happened to Jesus, right? And the word says that we're not greater than our master. Keep Jesus your firm foundation. This is not supposed to be a solemn message, but a reaffirming one. Because the times ahead are not going to get easier. You are an army built to last. But what you may face or what you may battle is not always easy. That's why he's saying, fight it from here. Soar above it. Come up here and let me show you ahead of time the things to come so that you can wage war, so that you can speak and declare, so that you can have a heads up to the strategy of the enemy, so I can give you my strategy on how to deal with it. That's what he did the night before. He gave me strategy. Keeping my eyes on him, the author and finisher of my faith, my firm foundation. It's amazing. Don't let yourself be shaken or moved. Jesus already got the victory for you. Keep your eyes on him. Lay hold of eternal life. Paul did go through seasons, and I'm sure we do. Lord, uh, take this from me. It's too hard to bear. I can't do this anymore. Do you think he probably said that once or twice? Maybe in jail, maybe when he was starving. Do you think they fed him steak dinners in jail? Probably not. Probably starved to death, I don't know. But he said, I'm going to press on through to reach the end of the race. Here, well done. Right? And that's what we're supposed to do. So he said, concerning this in 2 Corinthians 12, 8 through 10, concerning this, I pleaded with the Lord three times that, I, that this might leave me, this torment. But the Lord said to me, his response wasn't what he was thinking. <laughs> My grace is sufficient for you. My loving kindness, this is amplified, I believe. My loving kindness and mercy are more than enough and always available to you no matter what the situation. My power, and, and I grab hold of this right now. How is she up there preaching? And let me say, this is harder than both my parents. 
my power is perfected. In weakness, it shows and is completed and shows itself effectively in weakness. Paul realized this, got the revelation, and he's like, well, I will gladly the more boast when I'm weak so that the power of Christ may completely enfold me and may dwell in me. I think it's not just that he got a revelation that he experienced. This is when the power, this is when I truly tap into that resurrection power. When I'm so weak, I have to, have to, have to depend on him and his strength. I'm not up here because I'm so strong, but because he is. Because in fact, I must be so weak, but I'm dependent completely on his strength. So I will glory in my weakness so that the power of Christ may completely enfold me and may dwell in me. So I am well pleased with weakness and with insults. These are the different things that come against us, with distresses, with persecutions, with difficulties of every kind for the sake of Christ. Because when I am weak in my human strength, then I am strong and I'm truly able and truly drawing from God's strength. How can you do it? How can you go through that situation yet again? I'm not just talking about me. I know each one of you are going through different things. How is it possible? His grace, his strength, his power is made perfect in your weakness. You tap into something that you didn't tap into before because you were somewhat dependent on your own strength before. This is a good example of how God turns things around for your good. You become totally and completely dependent on him. Jesus said in John 16, 33, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have troubles and trials and sorrows. He predicted it. But take heart. Don't worry. For I have overcome the world. He didn't say it was going to be easy. And, you know, we might beg and plead just like Paul, take this away. But what God wants us to do is look to him. Tap into his power. Come to me, all of you who are weak and weary, and carry a heavy burden, and I will give you rest. How does he give you rest? He lets you soar with him. He lets you see it from his perspective from the heights of heaven. And he restores your soul. And he'll lead you along right paths. And he'll strengthen you in your inner man by his spirit. Come to me, all of you who are weak. You don't have to lose it. You don't have to have a breakdown. You don't have to have a nervous breakdown because you're bombarded. Go to him. Let him strengthen you to where you're stronger than ever before. So I just want to share this. 
because I've shared it before, but the thing is, it's so significant to what we're going through. I believe that you're here as, as our family. So if we're going through it, you're going through it. And um, on January 17th of 2023 this year, Jesus visited me. He came into my prayer room and sat on my footstool. And you may have heard this before, but the thing is, it's so significant of today. I saw Jesus sit on my footstool. I leaned in towards him to hear what he was going to say, and I heard him say, I've called you what I've called you to. It's not easy. There will be trials and temptations and difficulties that arise. Doesn't that sound like the word that he just said? But don't worry, for my yoke is easy to bear and my burden is light. My grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. When you are weak, I will be strong. And it doesn't really mean everything it is until you encounter it. Until that word becomes alive and a revelation to you. Jesus told me this road wasn't going to be easy. And he said this. This is important. He said it wasn't easy for him either. I said, wow. I was crying to him, telling him, this is hard. My tears, and this is back in January, my tears were falling on the pillow. And then suddenly I got a vision of Jesus crying upon the rock. Blood. Tears of blood. Because of what he was about to endure. He went through it as well. I haven't cried blood yet. Just saying, he's our master, and he went through this kind of thing. And he knows it's hard. But he says, depend on me. Depend on my grace. Depend on my strength. He said, he showed me himself um, crying on the rock, asking the Lord. I mean, he too, just like Paul, he asked the Lord, let this cup pass from me. He was showing me this to show me it was hard. Why would he ask him to let it pass if it was, like, so easy for him? It wasn't. He was crying blood. He's asking the Lord, take it from him. But yet, nevertheless, not my will, Lord, but let yours be done. It's not time to throw in the towel. When the going gets tough, the tough keep going. How are we tough? Our own strength? No. His strength. His power. The devil thought he had Jesus, and he rose again with power, defeating him. The devil thinks he has you when he tries to bombard you and get you down. But if you will keep your eyes fixed on Jesus and keep him the foundation of your life, and you will not be moved or shaken, but you will rise with power. He will be sorry he ever messed with you. We need to get a hold of this. I heard the Holy Spirit say to me after the Lord spoke to me. It's funny because he was there. He had talked to me, but the Holy Spirit spoke to me, and he said, ask him, ask Jesus, what he wants to tell you. Well, I just heard him speak to me. If 
but I was like, not going to question the Holy Spirit. So I said, what do you want to speak to me? And he said, he repeated himself. He said, there are trials ahead, my daughter. He spoke this to me in January, mind you. I had been currently going through a personal situation. I thought that was hard. I'm crying about it. Now I'm like, what was I crying about? <laughs> and here he's telling me, there's troubles ahead. There's trials ahead, but take heart. I have overcome the world. I, too, endured temptation and trials, and no man is greater than his master. In other words, you got to go through this, but you're going to be stronger if you realize I'm with you the whole way, if you let me empower you and strengthen you, if you let me rule and reign in your life. Our God reigns. Amen. He wasn't kidding. There I was crying over something so minimal. Little did I know what I was about to face. We were about to face. There's a cost to follow Christ. Jesus laid down his life, any personal agenda, to walk in the power. He even laid down his own will to do the will of his father to die on the cross for our sins and get the victory for us. But like he said, we're not greater than our master. To, I believe 110% he has called us to be sons and daughters of God to walk in his presence and power. But because we're not greater than our master, there's going to be a cost for us too. I'm not saying that he takes lives. He doesn't. Everything good and perfect comes from the father, Okay. Everything that kills, steals, and destroys, it's from the enemy. But the cost is not giving up even though you go through those storms. The cost is saying, God, you remain faithful to every generation, no matter what we go through. My eyes are fixed on you. I will do what you've called me to do. I will be who you've called me to be. You can be stubborn in the spirit in a good way. <laughs> there's a cost and what it costs is is letting him strengthen you and just continuing to walk on through those battles and those storms keeping him your firm foundation in Acts 20 20 through 38 I'm not going to read it all but 20 and 22 for 20 through 24 says this I never shrank back from telling you what you needed to hear either publicly or in your homes. I have had one message for the Jews and the Greeks alike. It was the necessity of repenting from your sin and turning to God and having faith in the Lord Jesus. He says this, and this is interesting because it reminds me of what Jesus came to visit me about. He said, now I am bound by the Spirit to go to Jerusalem, though I don't know what awaits me. In other words, I'm convicted by the Holy Spirit to follow his leading in what he wants me to do. I'm bound by the Spirit. I'm, I'm making this, this firm decision to only do what God wants me to do. But yet, the Holy Spirit tells me in city after city that jail and suffering lie ahead. 
did Jesus not come to me and tell me, there's troubles ahead, my daughter, but take heart. I'm with you. Amen. Same thing. I was like, he says, but my life, this is Paul. The Holy Spirit warns me, suffering's ahead. But my life is worth nothing to me. And this is the decision, this is the attitude that we need to have. My life is worth nothing to me unless I use it to finish the assignment the Lord has given me by the Lord Jesus. The work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. We've got an assignment to fulfill on this earth. Specifically, individually, as a ministry. God has spoken to you. God is speaking to you. He will speak to you. And no matter what comes your way, the assignment's not changing. It's still our job to fulfill it. How are we going to do that when these storms come? They, Jesus told them, oh, let's go over to the other side. We're going to go ahead and we're going to have some ministry over there. He sent them along because he's going to pray and spend time with the Lord. And they encounter what? A storm. Jesus tells me, I want you to go do this. I want you to go do that. I want you to preach in Pakistan on Friday, which I did. And I want you to go to this conference. Yet he's sending me right into the middle of a storm. But it's still something he wanted me to do. Yes, I preached in Pakistan. Yes, I went to a conference. And yes, I'm still here today. Why? None of these things will move me. Because Jesus, his power is made perfect in my weakness. His strength has empowered. Amen? That's why Paul kept going. You'd think by now he'd just <laughs> throw in the towel. He kept preaching through threats and persecutions and afflictions. He kept moving. We need to be, as a body of Christ, so determined that no matter hell or high water, <laughs> winds or storms, we will not be moved. We will not be shaken from pursuing the Lord and all he has for us to do. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your strength. It costs. It's not always easy. I know he says his yoke is easy, his burden's light. What he's asking you to do, he's going to empower you to do. You can depend on his strength to do what he's asking you to do. That's how it becomes easy. If you're trying to do it in your own strength, it can be hard. I'll be truthful. I would have taken like a three-month sabbatical by now. One day, one day, maybe. I've seen other pastors do it, and I'm like, how do they do that? I, can't, I don't even want to be gone one Sunday. So no matter what, if you're standing on Jesus, the firm foundation, you're not going to be moved. You're going to keep going like an Energizer bunny. Amen. Philippians 3, 14 and 15, Paul said this. I press. Press means there's conflict. There's stuff coming against. 
I feel like there should be an illustrative message that I have to like press against something, but I have to press against the, 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 the storms and, and the afflictions that are arising. I press forward. I push forward to reach the end of the race and the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Let all who are spiritually mature agree on these things. If you disagree at some point, he says, I believe God's going to make it plain to you. If you disagree with me that you just throw in the towel when the going gets tough, then God's going to deal with you. That's what he's saying. Make a decision in your heart that you are going to reach the end goal and hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You have accomplished everything I have asked you to do here on earth. Now I'm going to make you ruler over much. What he's saying is, let's agree that he is worth the cost. That he is worth the trials and the afflictions that arise for the word's sake. The devil's our cheerleader. He is. If you didn't have any conflict, any storm, or anything contrary to, to what God said coming against you, then you must not be waging war in the kingdom of hell. But the opposite's true. He only tries to stop the ones who are making progress in the spirit. I'm, I'm completely convinced. Jesus is worth it all. He purchased our freedom on the cross. He went to hell so we wouldn't have to. If we go through some things in this life, it's still worth it. He bought and purchased our freedom. He got the victory. The devil's not winning Jesus already won. Don't be moved. Don't be shaken. Hallelujah. We need to be determined as Paul. And that's what I saw in the spirit. The Lord showed me, you will not be moved. You will not be shaken. Why? He's my firm foundation. He's the rock in which I stand. No matter what storm rages, I'm not going to sink. I'm not going to be moved. I'm not going to be shaken. Hallelujah. So we need to agree that God's worth the cost. We need to be determined that we surrender to the cause of Christ no matter what it's going to look like. I'm thankful for the encounter with Jesus. And man, oh man, was it real. I didn't realize how real until the proof of what he had said to me panned out. We need to put more weight on, on um, you know, it, it doesn't have to be like I'm coming in person, you know, like he's, he's coming in the flesh to talk to us. Put weight on when he visits you by the still small voice, put weight on when he visits you in a dream or in a vision. And this was a heavenly encounter, you know, above like a vision. It wasn't, it was, it was a visitation, but yet it was in the spirit. I saw him, but it was with my eyes closed. 
I heard him with my spiritual ears. But I sure needed what he said. Amen. We need to be determined to surrender to the cause of Christ as Paul did, even though afflictions may arise. Amen. Father, we just thank you. We thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Jesus. You are our firm foundation. We will not be moved. We will not be shaken. We are founded upon the rock. When the winds come and blow, when the rains come and rise, we'll still be standing. We'll keep moving forward. And we will hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. God has repositioned us to take flight today with a new perspective, with a new grace. If, if, if you're facing a battle, if you're facing a challenge, you're facing a conflict, readjust your perspective. See yourself seated together with Christ and then say, Lord, let me see it from your perspective and look at it. Oh, that's not a problem at all. Just get out of here, Satan. <laughs> Deal with it and see it from there and you can take authority over that thing. Stop thinking that the devil's bigger than you. He's not. He's a liar. He's seeking who he may devour. Well, he can't devour that someone's not even earthbound. He can't reach you when you live from up here. Amen? Hallelujah. Pastor Mark.